And we're back on Back Porchin with JP, Chris, and Gabe. Today we're talking about the 2013 Oscars, our redoing our own version of them. Yeah, so this is something that we were pretty excited to do. We're going to be doing a few episodes where we take random years where we felt the Oscars kind of dropped the ball. And because we are such esteemed film critics, we're going to do our own versions of them. So we're going to do the six kind of big categories. We're going to do the four acting ones, supporting, and then we're going to do uh, regular acting. Then we're going to do picture and director. And we're not going to do like sound editing because, I mean... Who cares? Well, I don't know how qualified <laughs> we are to like distinguish that. Oh, I don't know did how... You not, did you not go to film school for seven years? I went for six. So, oh, okay. so you can't um, talk about cinematography. And we're also going to have a little trivia throw in, thrown in as well also. And I will talk about cinematography during the trivia because I have a couple takes on this. So this is the 2013 Oscars, which means movies that were released in 2012. And I'll give y'all a little hint for something that might come up for me later. Movies that were released in the U.S. in 2012. Oh, yeah. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. You because might. I did a triple take on this one and okay. had it had it listed. And then I took okay. it off. But That's fine. Gabe and JP, any guesses? I'm going to jump. Tell me if I'm stepping on the trivia. Any guesses of who hosted the Oscars this year? That, that was one of my trivia questions, but okay. let's start it. I, 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 know I the remember answer. it vividly because it's one of the funnier opening uh, songs. He did a song. I don't remember it. I think I know who it is. But I think I know because you were really into his music for like a year. And I think it was probably after this. I know who it is. Here, who was it? Is it Seth MacFarlane? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I remember yep. his uh, yep. song intro and his voice. uh it's almost like Sinatra esque. Yeah, he's, he's like a swing jazz singer, and uh, he has multiple jazz albums, right? Yeah, his opening. So his opening number was called "We Saw Your Boobs," and he just literally <laughs> listed every actress there that had had a nude scene in any movie. And think about this: seven years later, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he'd be canceled. Things change quick. Seth MacFarlane canceled. <laughs> now. Um, I'll start it off with a trivia. We're going to get to the first category in a second. Let's do some trivia. So here are some basics. The top 10 grossing worldwide movies mm. of 2012. I'll give you a couple couple little tidbits. You know, I'm a history teacher, so I love giving out useless knowledge. It's what I get paid to do. It's not, if anyone's listening. <laughs> it's not. So Every kid in his, in his class goes, this is useless? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they're all listening. Now, um... This was the first year to ever have four different billion-dollar properties. Wow. So you had four movies that grossed over a billion worldwide, and two are pretty surprising that they grossed it. Well, maybe they're a little surprising. So you also have it's superhero movies are not dominating the box office, but they're going to start to really soon. I know them. And you also are going to have... I don't think a single movie in the top 10 grossing was original IP. So it's all sequels or based on a comic book or a book or something. Hmm. All right. So can you guys name, let's see how many you can get. I'll give you three strikes. And this is, this is going to be hard, right? But I'll give you three strikes as a duo. How many can you guess movies that came out in 2012 that are in the top 10 highest grossing? All right. I know immediately um Avengers. Avengers is number 1. It made like 1.5 billion. Chris and I saw that together in theaters. I saw it 5 times in theaters. Still <laughs> still a record for uh most times I've seen a movie in theaters. That's I was in 5th that, grade. That's what do you expect? Impressive. Yeah. I I <laughs> that know That must have been a lot of birthday parties. I know the 3rd or 4th. Hunger Games. Hunger Games is number 9, made almost 700 million. So The Dark Knight Rises. That's number three, made one point one billion. Wow. What's number two? Because I, I know a billion dollars Skyfall made over a billion Skyfall's dollars. Skyfall's number two. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. What's number four? I What's the other billion shot. dollar? No, no, no. We're, still, billion. we're still guessing. So you'll have one to one through three and you have nine. You haven't missed one yet. It's gonna get way harder. I will actually be surprised if you get another one. These are Oh, Brave. Did Brave no. make a billion? 
That's okay. So Brave didn't do great compared to a lot of Pixar movies, but Brave did not get in the top ten. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of looked pretty down surprising. on as princess, one of the princess movies. I saw that in theaters, and I like that movie. I thought it was okay. I went with, I took Julia when she was like five, yeah. and um, it was all right. I mean, compared to like other uh, Pixar movies, even though that's not, it's just a Disney princess movie, or is it? Pix- I, don't, I don't really know. It's what Pixar. It, I've never it seen is. it. Yeah. yeah, compared to their high quality stuff, it's not good. Now, and let me <laughs> well, also say, I got one. this is the reason why our hour long podcasts go for two and a half hours because we're now just talking about brave for five minutes. <laughs> I got one life of Pi. No, but not in the top 10. I think it's pretty close. Cause I think life of Pi got a lot of money, um, but it's not in the top 10. Hmm. So that's one strike. Right. Re- uh, read them off for us. You have Avengers, Skyfall, Dark Knight Rises. You're missing a billion dollar movie, and then you've got five through not uh, five through eight, and number ten still missing. Hunger Games is nine. We're missing a billion dollar movie from 2012. Chris, you've never seen this movie, and how do I know this? Because <clears throat> and it made a billion. You saw the sequel with me and JP, and during the previews, I gave you a five minute description of what part one's about. Oh, The Hobbit. Yeah. Yep. The original Hobbit. Good movie. I like it a lot. Well, no, you never saw this one. Sucks. The first one's the best out of all three. Sucks. I'm going to go ahead and just end this segment now because there's no way you're getting the rest of these. I'll read them for you. Yeah, just read them. Ice Age Continental Drift is number five. Is that like the third one? I don't know which one it is. Third or fourth. I don't know how many there are, and I don't know. It made almost nine hundred million. Jeez. The final Twilight movie, movie Breaking oh. Dawn Part Two, it's number it. six. The Amazing Spider-Man with your boy Andrew Garfield sucks. <laughs> made seven point five, uh, seven hundred fifty uh, million. Because it's, I don't count it. <laughs> Madagascar Three, which I guess there was a third <laughs> one that made uh, that almost seven hundred fifty million, and then number ten, Men in Black Three. Made over six hundred. Oh, I saw it. that. It's terrible. That. I've seen the first ten minutes and I turned it off because I'm like, this movie's terrible. <laughs> but it made a lot because it's Will Smith and Man yeah. Black. Yeah. All right, so um, let's go ahead and we're gonna have some more trivia. Um, let's talk about this Oscar. So this was hosted by Seth MacFarlane, as we said. So can you guys tell me what movie do you think got the most nominations and? It's a pretty high amount. 12 nominations. Had to be Les Mis. What would you say, JP? Or Lincoln. I'll go with Argo. Lincoln got the most nominations with 12. Now, I'll give you a hint. Lincoln did not get the most wins. What got the most wins with four? Hmm. Les Mis? Not Les Mis. Oh, jeez. Um, it's kind of a surprise. Silver Lining. The Master. Book. Life of Pi. Really? Oh, he Life. won. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll stay quiet. Okay. So we're going to go ahead. We'll move, I never even saw that. We'll move on to... Um, we'll talk about <laughs> it. We'll move on to Best Supporting Actress. This is our first category. So I'm going to go ahead and I will read all the nominees. And then I'll read who actually won it. And then we'll just rotate. Uh, our own category. So me and Chris both, we kind of match the Oscars. We both did five nominees for each category, and then we did 10 for Best Picture. And JP, you have your winners for each category, I correct? Have winners, I have winners and a few nominees for okay. a few categories. Well, that works. Um, and I think it's going to get controversial off the bat because I think Chris and I are going to... This is a source of disagreement, this specific category. I know exactly who his winner is going to be on supporting actress he does not yes i do i came out of left field <laughs> okay we'll see mine's pretty basic um so best supporting actress the nominees at the um 2013 oscars you've got um anne hathaway who was in les mis she was playing uh fantine i believe you've got amy adams who was in the master you've got sally field and lincoln you've got helen hunt and the sessions which is a film i've Never heard of until I looked up uh, the twenty thirteen <laughs> like Oscars. Hunt, I do. Um, I'm sure, she's fine. I have no desire to read the, see the movie after I read the plot. And then you have Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook. So let's go ahead and, and out of those, um, 
Anne Hathaway won. won. Does she hold the record for least amount of screen time? She's only in this movie for like six or seven minutes. That it, I don't know. I don't know. But she swept every award. Like just from that one song when she's crying. It's it's well, we'll talk about it. I'm sure. So, uh, Chris, go ahead, uh, give us your five nominees, but don't tell us your winner yet. All right, nominees, Anne Hathaway for Les Mis, Susan Sarandon for Arbitrage, Amy Adams for The Master, Carrie Washington, Django Unchained, and Charlize Theron for Prometheus. Interesting, interesting, and I like the Charlize pick. She's so good. She's very good in that movie. Um, She's kind of so evil. <laughs> JP, do you have any nominees? For Best Supporting Actress? Yeah. No. All right. So I'll go ahead and read mine. Chris, there is a huge one you're leaving off. Uh, I'll, we'll get into it in a second. All right. So I, I said Jackie Weaver, Silver Linings Playbook. I also said Amy Adams and the Master and Hathaway and Les Mis. Maybe you'll judge this one. I said Anna Kendrick and then End of Watch. And then... So uh, if I had... A sixth, I was gonna put the girls in end of, end of watch. Okay, because both of them. What is the uh, not the Anna Kendrick character? The other Michael one. Pena's wife. Yeah, what I, is have, her I have no idea. She's also very good in it. I don't even remember her scenes in it to be honest, which is why I didn't nominate her. <laughs> and then, and here's the one that I'm shocked you don't have listed there because she's unreal. <laughs> Judy Dench in Skyfall. That's true. That was an yeah, oversight on okay. my part. Okay, okay, because she is so <laughs> I didn't even good in that, that movie. For yeah. some reason. Skyfall is the best actor. But one. TBD. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, JP, do you want to go ahead and tell us who you thought won? Keep in mind, Anne Hathaway swept these awards at the real Oscars. And I agree. Okay, she Anne Hathaway is amazing. I and y'all know me Les Mis is the last type of movie I want to sit down and watch but holy shit can she sing like I did not know and it's live yeah how they made that movie I did not know she could sing at all and most movies they do like that they just record it yeah and then put it on the movie but all that was live, like unbelievable she's like crying her eyes out Chris you're a big Anne Hathaway fan right yeah she's so this is I mean, this is a longer discussion, but after her win for Les Mis, what the hell happened to her? She's been in like a couple decent things, but it's also like before as well. Like she was in Interstellar, right? Yeah. And then she was in Dark Knight Rises the same year. So it was like, she's like the A-list. Yeah. And then you're kind of right. She wins an Oscar. You're you're just waiting on her to get her huge role. She has fallen off the face of the earth. Um, she was in that movie, like this weird monster movie that was like a dark comedy, but I, I don't think it got very famous. Um, so Chris, Chris, who, who are you going for, for best supporting actress? Susan Sarandon for arbitrage, mm, a film I still have not seen TBD. Oh, okay. Very Gere? interesting. Yeah. I still haven't seen. Oh either. yeah. I don't like Might Richard Gere, which list, is the though. reason why I've been putting it. Uh, so Susan, I know you love this movie. Can I give a tidbit on Susan? Sure, Trinan? absolutely. She's not in it very much, um, but she plays the wife of a of a like a Fortune 500 CEO, and who's an alcoholic <laughs> and is basically fighting to ensure that her children are taken care of due to her husband's misdeeds in the <sighs> business world. But it ends up that she's also being sketchy on the side. Ooh, okay. And Susan Sarandon's voice, possibly one of the best in Hollywood. I need to watch Arbitrage. I still haven't. Um, it, the the Richard Gere dominance of that film is what puts me off of it. I don't like Richard Gere. TBD. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I also picked Anne Hathaway for this. It's in. It's. I'm going to use this phrase a lot, but. It's an all-time performance. It's there's a reason she swept the awards. I love Les Mis. I love the book. I love um, the I love the nineteen I think ninety eight version with Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, Hell I yeah. love the, I love the musical. Um, I love the soundtrack to this. I love Russell Crowe in this film as Javert. 
All right. Very close to putting him on my list, but that would have uh, been the hottest take of any podcast ever. If you put he's Russell, great in the movie, he is but great. his voice he just is can't, not yeah, he can't sing. He can't sing. So uh, I also chose Les Mis, and I also wanted to talk real quick about Anna Kendrick and End of Watch because I think this is something to where how guys our age, she's like the perfect woman. And that she's like so she's in her own career, but she's so like friendly and attractive and outgoing. It's like what all guys our age are like just in love with her during the movie. Uh, maybe I'm just maybe it's just me, but that's how I felt watching it. She that movie for her was one of the only like serious not serious roles ish that. I've seen her in and now she's just, she does like kind of the college raunchy comedies. She was in a similar role in 50, 50. And I thought she was oh, way better 50, in this. 50. Yeah. Uh, end of watch my top Jake Gilly. I haven't seen. Oh, you'd love end of watch. Keep, keep listening. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll move on to best supporting actor and then we're going to take a break. So best supporting actor. Um, here is who actually won or who here are the nominees at the actual Oscars. You've got Christoph Waltz in Django Unchained. You have Alan Arkin in Argo. You have Robert De Niro in Silver Linings Playbook, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, and you have Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. Um, Chris, let's hear your nominee. Why don't or, we look, uh, look oh, I'll say who actually, or can you, uh, let's do the trivia. Who actually won? I'm sorry. Waltz. Yeah, right? Yeah, he Waltz, won two in a row he for won, two Tarantino movies. Yeah, he won for this and for an Inglorious Bastards, which I think was two years before. I think it was yeah. 2010 Oscars. So we have uh, Waltz with his second Oscar for playing 90% the same character. <laughs> Just The same nice character version. he plays in The Hateful Eight, by the way. Haven't seen it yet. Is he in the hateful? Yes, the same guy. <laughs> I wish he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I see. Is he? Is he? Uh, Tarantino's new Uma Thurman? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he just plays the foreigner in it. <laughs> okay, so I think this was a pretty stacked year for supporting actor. Very. It was, this was the hardest for me. There was some very tough cuts here, and I still I could give this to like three different people. I think there are three clear heavies in this one. And there's a fourth that would win in a lot of other years too. So uh, Chris, let's hear your five nominees. Michael Pena, end of watch. James Gandolfini, killing them softly. Javier Bardem, Skyfall. Philip Seymour Hoffman, the master. And Leonardo DiCaprio for Django Unchained. Now you consider Michael Pena supporting and, and so I made two. See, big, I considered him acting. I made two big calls here, putting him as supporting. It, I kind of rigged it so that I could include some some other performances. Mm-hmm. Um, so put Michael Pena in supporting, and I have one for best actor who, in real life, was not up for best actor, okay, actress, but was up for best supporting. But really, she is the uh, she's a title character. So like, that's fine. Yeah. What about you, JP? Best supporting, uh, best supporting actor. I have one nominee. It's Christoph Waltz. He would have won it for me if it wasn't for this one other dude that mm. acted this same year. That is equally terrifying and good as a villain as Christoph Waltz. The Ooh. winner, Javier. <laughs> I haven't said mine yet. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Javier Bardem. All right. In so Skyfall. I had to make a choice here because. I think that all three of the main supporting actors from Django deserve to be, probably Absolutely. be in this ballpark. Is that including Samuel L? So Leo, Christoph, and yes, Samuel L. Okay. Samuel was almost online. Samuel He's L so is unbelievable it. in that movie. It's probably I mean, his best performance. Just an evil character. Plays um, what's his name? Steven? Steven, Is yeah. that it? Yeah. Um, he's he's so good in it. I ended up going with Javier Bardem in Skyfall, Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln, Robert De Niro, Silver Linings Playbook, and I picked Leo uh, from Django. And this would have been Leo's award. This would have been, because I think it's behind Wolf of Wall Street, I think it's the number two performance of his career. And maybe this is a Tarantino issue, 
the scene where he they arrive at the plantation and he gets out of the carriage and starts yelling, where is my sister, is the worst acting I've ever seen from a human. <laughs> it's not, but it, it, it jarred me. It took me out of the movie so much that I can't give it to him. And so I am also with you. I'm giving it to Javier Bardem in Skyfall, who is the best Bond villain ever Ooh. in a movie. The most intimidating scare. I think the monologue where he's walking towards Daniel Craig on that island is oh, the yeah. best Bond villain speech that's ever been given. The yes. Rats. The rats. Yeah. Raul Silva um, up there with Hans Landa for me in the way he like, he's not terrifying. It's so calm. It's such a calming, unnerving, like yeah. unnerving feeling. Oh, you I get. think he's terrifying, dude. I know, but in the most calming like way, it's it's unnerving almost. Uh, so my winner was James Gandolfini for Killing Them Softly. Another film I haven't seen yet because I've rejected it in multiple of our movie nights. <laughs> I've tried to watch it for three weeks straight. <laughs> <laughs> so I I thought. And and it, can I talk about Leo? Why? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Uh, very similar game. He even in his great scene, the the big climax of Django scene, mm-hmm. um, that everyone says is probably his best stuff. Even in that scene, he loses his southern accent mm-hmm. pretty much anytime he yells, which is half that scene, and he sounds like he's Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio from California. That's one thing about Leo. My only critique of him is like accents really like yeah, he's my favorite actor but he does good accents in some movies i think so too but um <laughs> gangs of new york i love the blood diamond, <laughs> blood diamond. Connor <laughs> gangs of new york like accent was horrific he's also overshadowed by daniel day lewis the perfect Great, acting yeah. performance yeah. in that movie yeah so um i thought robert de niro was pretty good in silver lines playbook i know you don't like that performance chris Tommy Lee Jones is great in Lincoln. He really is. If you had given this to Philip Seymour Hoffman in The Master, who is he probably deserved it. He was great. Uh, all so that's the thing. Javier Bardem didn't even get nominated, right? No. And he is better than three guys who in weak years would have all won. Yeah. In average years, they would have all been deserving. Yeah. Um, Alan Arkin and Argo, I don't think that was a great nomination. I, I so I disagree. I was torn from giving it to him. Wow. But it, I left him off the nomination list. Cause then I realized he had won a couple years before for a little miss sunshine. So, so I was like, yeah, did, not really did you mention someone from Lincoln in your best supporting actress category? No. Okay. So this is okay. So this is the point I was trying to make earlier. I will hold that point later. We're going to take a break and we will be right back. Okay. We're back and we're going to have some trivia before we get into the acting categories, we've got question number one. What movie won best animated film in what I would describe as a very weak year for animated movies at these Oscars? Any guesses? Wrecked Ralph. It won the Oscar for best animated? Best animated, what won? I have no idea. Uh, tell I have no idea. Brave, which you already mentioned. Oh, Brave won. It beat oh, Wreck-It wow. Ralph, which I would say, and I've never seen Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph is definitely better. I feel 100%. like I feel like most people nowadays would have switched. Just more those. entertaining. I've never <clears> seen <throat> either of them, but I figured because of our discussion about Brave not being considered very good, now that Wreck-It Ralph would have won back then. Wreck-It but. Ralph is cool because it's. Kind of like Ready Player One, where it's just a bunch of pop culture and video game stuff thrown into. You're like, oh, look at that! Look at like you yeah. just notice things that's why the whole I, time. That's like Lego Movie. That's why I love. Yeah, Lego Ready movie. Player One. It's not that great, but I love it because yeah. <laughs> it's so much just pop culture references yeah. and like Re- Ready Player One is okay. I like it a lot. <laughs> it's hardcore okay. In the CGI that, that's, in that's it. A, I mean, yeah, Great it's hardcore. Okay, but you book, got another. Trivia. I like it a lot. The book I I lasted sixty pages, and I'm like, this this is one of the most poorly written things I've ever attempted <laughs> to read. Okay, so what movie won best cinematography, beating out arguably the number one Deacons ever in Skyfall, which has the best Bond cinematography ever? Life of Pi. 
Life of Pi. Correct. Life of Pi one. Beating Deacons at his peak <clears throat> is. I agree though. Wow. Wow. Late, we'll talk about later about that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, last question. This is a harder one. The third person to ever win an Oscar, he um, to have an Oscar for acting and producing, won his Oscar for producing when a certain movie won Best Picture this night. What guy who had won Best Actor six years before, I think, five ben or six Affleck. years before, Ben Affleck has never sniffed Best Actor, I don't think. <laughs> But it's uh, my closest guess because he did Argo, right? Well, he, he was he it. was vying for best director. Uh, this guy won a director. best producer. He won. Chris, he you won look the like Oscar. You know what it was? I know what it is. It's George Clooney. It's George Clooney. Yeah. And I want to say the closest. Uh, Gabe, you are incorrect. In the trivia question, let's hear it. Because uh, Michael Douglas produced what movie? That one best picture. Let's let's actually take it two minutes back. Dumbass who can't listen. I said the third person. Oh, the third person. Thought you had me, didn't <laughs> I you? I did thought I had you. Uh, um, but he he produced one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Michael oh, Douglas. Did yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? What's I listened to a podcast today that actually mentioned that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And what did he win? Was it Wall Street? He, he won, won Oscar. For Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Overrated film. Is that Shia LaBeouf? I agree. That's that was the, the sequel. Yeah, the second. There's a sequel? Yeah. Yeah. Wall Street's with Charlie Sheen in the late 80s. Wall Street 2, oh. Money Never Sleeps is Shia LaBeouf. When Gordon Gecko hmm. gets out. Never saw Have you either. never seen Wall Street? Never seen either. It's it's where the greed is good. Hmm. It's worth from. watching, but it's it's one of those movies that... It's Oliver Stone, It's right? very 80s. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to Best Actress and what I thought was a... Very, very good race for best actress. So, can you guys guess the best actress in twenty of movies that came out in twenty twelve? J Law. For what movie? Silver, Silver Linings Lining. Playbook. You are both correct. Yes, she won for Silver Linings Playbook. The other nominees were Naomi Watts and The Impossible. Quavenzane Wallace. I don't know how to say her name for Beast of the Southern Wild. I the, still have not seen that movie, and I really want to. I still have not seen that movie, and I absolutely do not want to. <laughs> it got so many nominations that year. I'd watch it just because I trust Roger e- Ebert. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Riva in Amour, which is some French movie about old people. That got a ton of nominations, too. Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, and then Jennifer Lawrence in Silver Linings Playbook with Jennifer Lawrence winning. Chris, let's hear your nominations. Naomi Watts, The Impossible. Leslie Mann, This is 40. Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. Meryl Streep, Hope Springs. And Sally Field for Lincoln. I knew that Sally Field one was coming because I don't like her in this. <laughs> and Chris knows I don't like her in it. You're going to be pissed. And she's also not best actress. She's supporting actress. <laughs> but let's hear what you have to say. Am I saying my winner right now? Uh, oh, no. You know what? Um, JP, do you have nominees for this or just winner? None. Just winner. Okay, so I'll go ahead and do mine. So, I had um, Numi Rapace in Prometheus. I had Naomi Watts in The Impossible. Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty. And then I had Jennifer Lawrence also in Hunger Games, which oh. I feel like y'all are going to judge me hardcore for. <laughs> I like she Hunger might Games. be better in Hunger Games. I love her in the Hunger Games. The first Hunger Games is great. Part two is really good, too. I'll, Three uh, and four. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, can I uh, expand slightly? 100%. J-Law in Silver Linings Playbook is the worst overacting I've ever seen in my life. More I, don't, so than, I don't think she's good in it. More so than... Uh, but you nominated her for Best Actress. But you yeah, because she she's fucking good. won, dude. <laughs> like, so? I'm just not going to include More so sure. than uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson in Ugh, Marriage Story. Equally, Still haven't seen it. Equally. The worst... I made it about I turned it off. In. It's awful. So J-Law, very overrated. I would like to just say why leslie mann for this is 40 let's hear it the most out of all of these you have like sally field playing a historical figure from 200 years ago you have naomi watts like a mother that is in a tsunami like j-log psycho like crazy mental issues and then you just got 
Leslie Mann just playing a run-of-the-mill mom, and she's better than almost all of them. Second part, Meryl Streep for Hope Springs. Never seen that. A lot of people did not see that movie. And I would I mean, it's Meryl Streep, so it can't be a controversial choice. It's it's Meryl Streep. uh, It's Meryl Streep, Tommy Lee Jones, and Steve Carell. And no one saw it. And it's a pretty stacked It's so good. It's just about a a couple going through kind of a midlife crisis. And they go to see a marriage counselor who's Steve Carell. And it's really, really uh, touching. My winner... Let's hear it. Sally Field for Lincoln. I knew you'd do that. That's She deserved it. N- not even the correct category. JP. <laughs> Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty. That is a great choice. Ugh. And I... And I don't really like her or that movie that much. Yeah, the movie's kind of lame. I like her. I like the movie. And I almost <laughs> picked her. And I picked Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. I think they got it right. Are you just picking all of the... <laughs> no, I went with Javier Bardem and Skyfall. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... I'm sorry I didn't want to nominate Adam Sandler, and that's my boy. Okay? My bad. <laughs> Jeez. I'm chalk, we're, baby. Gabe, chalk. We're redoing the Oscars. We're nails, not just reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm putting nails down a chalkboard, dog. Uh, so Jessica Chastain, me and Gabe, JP, we were talking about that the other day in Zero Dark Thirty, is how much Jessica Chastain does Jessica Chastain give us in this movie? <laughs> a lot. On a scale of a little Jessica Chastain or a lot of Jessica Chastain? Like how much she gives of Jessica Chastain? Just because it's every movie is I'm I'm Jessica Chastain and I'm in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was too much. Christopher thought, doesn't like her in general. Well, I don't either, but I thought this movie was and like. And he also least... goes as far as saying she's ugly, which is <laughs> not true. empirically not true. I think true. this movie was like the least I've seen her act like Jessica Chastain. The only know? good, the only good movie she's she, the only movie she's ever been good in is The Help. All right, you're pissing me off. <laughs> Let's move on to best actor. So, who won Best Actor at this Oscars is my this question. This is so for you. easy. It is. Wait, easy. wait. You know it? Let yeah, me guess. Let, let JP guess. This is very easy. Best Actor. JP, you texted me that you looked this up. No, no. I, I was. Uh, I said I knew it. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that was like three hours ago. <laughs> now you don't. Oh my god. Best Actor was. Uh... Who was it? Say it, Chris. Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, no! I knew it! Damn it! Arguably the greatest performance of the so 21st dumb. century. It's very good. Um, so I have a couple trivias to do right now. Or maybe we'll just do one. But So Daniel Day-Lewis won his third Oscar for Best Actor, which is the most of all time. It's not the most Oscars for acting, but it's the most for Best Actor. So can you tell me all three movies he won the Oscar for Best Actor for. Lincoln, There Will Be Blood, and My Left Foot. Correct. Ah. He did not win for Gangs of New York. And he probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my nom- <laughs> What about Last of the Mohicans? <laughs> he's, he's good he's in Last good of the Mohicans, it. but he shouldn't have won an Oscar no. for it. I think that was also Tom... It might have been Tom Hanks, Philadelphia, which he was winning for that. So my nominees were Daniel Craig in Skyfall, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln, Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, Michael Pena in End of Watch, and Denzel Washington in Flight. You So you included Pena, but not Jilly? I think Pena is much better than Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow. I, and, I lo- and, and you know I love Jake Gyllenhaal. This is not an... I don't think the top five Jake Gyllenhaal performances. If it is, it's wow. like number five. Because he's, I've seen him much better in other movies. Like he's much better Nightcrawler. He's much better in uh, Prisoners. He's he's a great actor. Like Zodiac, all those things. Yeah, if you want to nominate him, he sh- he deserved it. But you could have replaced Jake Gyllenhaal with several other types of actors. I don't think you could have replaced Michael Pena. Wow. I I do agree with the last sentence, but I don't agree with any of that. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so my nominees were Daniel Craig for Skyfall, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, Jake Gilly for End of Watch, Richard Geary for Arbitrage, and Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln. 
All right, JP, do you have any nominees? Yeah, just Daniel Craig and Tom Hardy. So Tom Hardy is definitely he supporting. He would be supporting, I would say. But since Chris doesn't care about but categories, I, I moved, you're good. My, I moved. <laughs> I, moved I don't know. He's. Yeah. I feel Although like he's he probably is in on the, the movie a lot, lot more than Joker was, and he was best supporting. Yeah. Like Bane he was, is a supporting character in that film. I know. I just don't want to believe it. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So he's great in that. Can we talk? Do you want to talk about, or should we do? Winners, and then can we talk about Daniel Craig? Let's say winners, and then talk because I think we probably all have the same winner. Well, maybe we don't. No, I'm just really dumb. Okay, so <laughs> could you literally not remember Daniel Day? I wrote it. I wrote it like two hours ago. <laughs> all right, who, who's your winner, JP? Daniel Day Lewis. Who's your winner, Chris? Daniel Day Lewis. And so is mine, Daniel Day Lewis. So, uh, so Daniel Day Lewis has the top two acting performances of the 21st century. And this is his second. This is number two behind behind him, and there will be more. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna. I I don't necessarily agree off the top of my head, but I can't sit here and say, "Well, no, you're wrong," because you might be right. Those are incredible. I think there there will be blood is up there with Al Pacino and Godfather Two, and this is I would say probably the greatest portrayal of an actual human being ever. I was about to say before Chris gets going on his huge spiel about Lincoln, um, <laughs> I will agree with that point. I literally felt like probably most moviegoers that saw it, you were watching Abe Lincoln, the real yeah, Abe Lincoln, I, yeah. incredible, and it's yeah. uncanny. And that's that's too. the thing; it's Daniel Day Lewis's interpretation of Lincoln. Like we don't, we, we don't have, have his voice. Right? We don't have his voice, and the voice is now what I associate it's, with. Yeah, him. we well, have people writing about like. Lincoln's voice, but. And reading about how he came up with it is really interesting because he said it like he'd been trying out all these different voices and the end the voice he ended up using just came to him. Like in a dream. I don't know. It was literally That's honest usually Abe. when it's the best. It's just it just comes to you. It was honest Abe from above. All right. Do you want to talk about <laughs> Daniel Craig real quick? Yeah. Give That's, him a shout out. And and I keep saying this about Skyfall, because Skyfall is at a high level for most bonds. It's the best acted bond. By far. By far. And Casino Royale is my favorite of the Craig Bonds, but his performance is unreal in this movie. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, Casino is definitely my favorite Craig Bond, but I just like that this Bond at this point in Skyfall is a little seasoned. He has, you know, he has exp- a lot more experience, and I think that helps Daniel Craig's acting ability to, like, shine. I So uh, before I saw Knives Out, uh, Skyfall was my number one Craig performance. Uh, and now I would say Knives Out probably beats it, but definitely his best Bond for sure. Now, you know, I actually messed up here. I didn't read the the real nominees. So the nominees were Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln, Bradley Cooper, Silver Linings Playbook, Hugh Jackman and Les Mis, which I did have in until the last second, mm. and Joaquin Phoenix in The Master, and Denzel Washington in Flight. Oh yeah, so I was. Con- were y'all considering putting Denzel on there? I did. No, I've never seen Flight. It, it's pretty it's good. good. I put him on mine. He's really good in it. John Goodman is great in supporting uh, so role too. I was about to say. So I wasn't going to put Denzel on there, but I really was torn with putting uh, John Goodman on on best support. Flight made my honorable mention best picture. Spoiler: I shouldn't have said that already. Um, and Daniel Day won the Oscar, right? Yeah, and that was one of those things where it, it was. It was going. It was very, very clear he was winning that. And it kind of sucks for like Bradley Cooper, who gives, in my opinion, the performance of his career. And it's just, hey, you don't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) It is the performance of his career, and it's mediocre, which is why he's not a great actor. Oh, come on, a star. You're a bad movie critic. And I'm glad we don't get paid for this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So can you guys tell me in the real academy awards here's our last trivia before we go on break can you guys tell me what movie and this was the first time in a long time i think it was the first movie since reds in the early 80s to have an actor actress nominated for all four acting categories supporting for both an actor and actress this this happened in the 2012 happened, Oscars? we've mentioned this movie oh, master it's, no it's silver linings silver linings ah. Um, so Bradley Cooper, his mom and dad, and Jennifer Lawrence all were nominated. Shit. 
All right, so we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a break, and we'll get into the two big awards, Best Director and Best Picture. Okay, we're back, and we are going to do Best Director. So can you guys tell me at the real Oscars, because ours isn't the real one, who won Best Director? Ang Lee. For Life of Pi? Yeah. No, she lost. Ang Lee's a guy. But, <laughs> Ang Lee oh. is a man. Really? I thought a woman did, uh, she did, or he did broke too, right? A woman did, Oh, uh, wow. Well, that is very inappropriate on six levels. So, put some respect on Ang Lee's uh, name. Let's hear who you thought won Best Director, JP. You're thinking of, uh, Catherine Bigelow? Is that her name? That did Zero Dark Thirty? Yep. Oh. Um. And she did Hurt Locker. She won for Hurt Locker. Oh, oh, she won. And she beat her ex-husband, James Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. This is an audio podcast, JP. I don't know. That's, I don't know. Well, Christopher's right. It was Ang Lee. Oh, it was? Yeah, and a huge upset. Well, it wasn't actually an upset because Ben Affleck had swept every award. He won every award like Anne Hathaway for Argo, then wasn't nominated for the Oscars. Wait, what? They just wanted to stick it to Ben Affleck, I think. I guess. So he literally (laughs) wasn't nominated, but he won like every award possible. So uh, here's the rest of your nominees. You have Michael Haneke in Amour. You have Ben Zeitlin in Beast of the Southern Wild. You have Steven Spielberg in Lincoln. And you have David O. Russell in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, so, Chris, let's hear your nominees. My nominees are for Best Director are Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained, Paul Thomas Anderson for The Master, Sam Mendez for Skyfall, Ben Affleck for Argo and Wes Anderson for Moonrise Kingdom. I think I could have (laughs) done yours for you. (laughs) And I'm actually, I'm regretting one of my choices, but I don't know where I would put it in. Are you making an on the fly substitution? No, because I don't know who I would take out. (laughs) JP, do you have any nominees? Just Sam Mendes for Skyfall. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have Sam Mendes for Skyfall, Steven Spielberg for Lincoln, Catherine Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty, Quentin Tarantino for Django Unchained, and David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. I desperately want to put Paul Thomas Anderson in here for The Master, but I I can't do it. This is, in my uh, my opinion, a stacked year for director. Big time. This is a good movie year overall. There's nothing that's like, that's the best movie I've seen in a long time, but there's a lot of great movies. Very solid it's like a great uh, 8.5 movie year. Like I had to, when we get to Best Picture, I had to put it down from a list of about 15 or 16 movies, which was a good sign. It was tough to do. Yeah. So um, regarding directing, um, this is this was very tough to choose from. This and Best Picture were, were pretty tough. And I don't know how great I feel about it. Um. Chris, what'd you end up going with? Paul Thomas Anderson, the master. He doesn't have an Oscar for, yet, does he? No, so he's been nominated multiple times. But So this would be an open, this would be, if I'm the Academy, this is me apologizing for the fact that There Will Be Blood came out the same year as, as, as No Country <laughs> no for Old Country Men. No Country for Old yeah. Men and just giving it to him to make up for it. <laughs> like how Marty Scorsese won for <laughs> The Departed. Yeah. Okay. That that's very reasonable. That makes and, sense. And Tarantino won writing this year, so he's good. Like, um, JP, good. what'd you go with? Tarantino for Django. Mm. And and see, that's a good choice too. I went with David O. Russell for Silver Linings Playbook. Um, that's definitely my favorite of his movies. I know you're not a huge fan, Chris. I know you <laughs> like American Hustle a lot more, which I think is a shocking opinion. <laughs> that's such a good movie it's okay but uh i went with david o russell um did you nominate uh ben affleck no because i think argo is a decent film his directing though is pretty good in it and that's probably my least favorite of the movies he's directed i think gone baby gone's much better i know you also don't like this i think the town's much better and his directing he directed gone baby gone right I want to say yeah. his directing is a lot better in those movies, in my opinion. But hey, who cares about my opinion? Just our listeners out there. So uh, I would also just add that 
so I put Wes Anderson for Moonrise Kingdom in there, and I was knew that was coming. Extremely torn from putting uh, all three. I was gonna do Bill Murray, Ed Norton, and Bruce Willis for best supporting actor <laughs> from <laughs> from Moonrise Kingdom. But. Bruce Willis would probably write you like a letter thanking you for nominating him on our podcast he's, as best supporting actor. He's, he's a like, respected actor. <laughs> All right, um, let's go ahead and let's do the final trivia. I don't have that many left, and then we'll get into best picture. So. My final trivia question, which isn't even a good one, but I think you might be able to guess this. So this was very unusual. There was a tie for sound editing and two movies we've mentioned and two movies that shouldn't surprise you that they won for this tied. Can you name one of the two movies? I think you could name both, but for for sound editing, for all the points for sound editing, zero dark 30. No, but that would probably be deserving. Let me see if it um, was nominated. Anytime you have a war movie, you guess for like a sound award, it's always some sort of action. You know what? You are correct. I wrote down the wrong one. Oh, what? I really messed this up. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Zero Dark Thirty was one of the ones that I'm just an idiot. So it was one? Yes. So who's the second one I'm trying to think? Skyfall. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down my minutes for some reason. It's always a war movie or like an action movie that went sound uh, editing. Sound mixing for Les Mis makes sense because it's a musical. One, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so yeah. that that maybe that's what it was. So one of the best things I think the Oscars done is due to the Dark Knight fiasco when it was clearly the best movie that year and didn't get nominated <laughs> for Best Picture. What won that year again? I think it was Slumdog Millionaire, which I like. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I've I've, I've watched it once. Gabe, <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Just because it's a comic book movie, superhero movie, hundred percent. Absolutely, that's why. And and also Nolan, the Nolan factor plays into it as Nolan. well. And still, well, that's why. Because he hates Hollywood. Because huh. he's the only guy besides Tarantino that can still get at asses in seats day one based on his name and no one else's. He can do True. literally whatever he, he wants. He, he can he can still get on his name alone make hundreds of millions of dollars on an original concept Mm -hmm. and he's not beholden to anybody. He's so would you put Tarantino Nolan in my mind? I'd add James Cameron. I, what do you mean to a a list of directors right now that can get a studio to give them a check that's blank and go make a great movie. That's going to make a bunch. Yeah. I think three. Nolan does. Don't they do their own production? Doesn't he have? Am I making that up? I I'm thought sh- no, but I'm sh- he does, but I'm sure he has mm. financing from a big studio or something. Yeah, they they can do whatever they want, and there's others too, like I'm Spielberg to can yeah, too. Spielberg, yeah. can Spielberg did have it. He DreamWorks he, he was his owns, production yeah. company. Spielberg's for a long time. so rich he doesn't need any. But there there are directors out there. Scorsese. Scorsese says, "I want to do a movie about Jimmy Hoffa." Netflix says, "Cool, here's 160 million." He goes, "I'm gonna right. have." I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an animated movie about a boy who lives in a clock, which sucked. And by everyone's the way. like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> so there, there's guys out there that can do it, but based on name alone, like, oh, and Nolan movies coming out you is know? Christopher. So, go ahead. Nolan makes. He is one of the only living directors right now that it is event cinema. Yes, it is an event when he. It's not. Oh. I'm going to watch like Paul Thomas Anderson, who I love or Wes Anderson, who I love. I'm not going to go flip out on the first day to see it, to pay $20 to see mm-hmm. it. When tenant comes out Chris, though. Yeah. I'll be yeah, advanced so. buying when, tickets. It's like Christmas. That's an event. That's a really good point because like a lot of our friends that aren't nerds with movies like us, um, with Nolan, like, just automatic like oh inception or interstellar like bat like it's automatic it movies that get high praise from critics but also like normal people are like oh shit i'm hyped to see that because just because it's christopher thanks for sneezing into the mic apologies but i think jp to that point i think that's part of the reason why he doesn't get awards love because people see his movies as 
too popcorny like Tom Cruise movies. But, but really, that's there the thing. he's. But really, in terms of in terms of actual direction and technical stuff, he's probably the best living director or that, active. Other like ignoring all the old people. That's that's the thing. It's like, yeah, his movies are popcorn movies, and they make a shit ton of mo- money. But his movies aren't just like surface level BS. You know what I mean? Like he, there's more to him than just watching it because it's fun but you're f- ignoring the oscars rule which is if the movie is well liked it cannot win oh right yeah which is <laughs> fascinating because that's something that's new that wasn't the case yeah. for a long time like oftentimes you had you know you had forrest gump which yeah. was like the most one of the most popular movies rocky yeah. rocky won best picture you'd, and you'd, was the highest grossing you'd movie often of the year. have super high grossing movies win best picture which I don't think we're going to have any time soon. Yeah. All right. Which is a shame. It, it kind of sucks. I think it yeah. is too, because the whole thing with the dark Knight and comic book movies, um, it's, we've come like 12 years from that point of them actually like being appreciated more than just a popcorn surface level fun to watch with Joaquin winning Joker, but still like Marvel getting overlooked for, Iron Man or RDJ getting no love. Like it's still well, I don't think it he 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 didn't really deserve it, but a nomination for Endgame would have been merited at least. A nomination? Maybe we'll redo those Oscars at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so my point I was making when before we started our five minute Nolan tangent, which I think it was over five minutes. It's Nolan, we have to. And what I wanted to say was this is now the time in the Oscars where they now nominate 10 movies for Best Picture, which I love. I think that's great because yeah. it, it just recognizes more movies and it made it so much fun to categorize stuff. I like my top 10. I have five that did not make it that I thought, oh, but these were all at least very solid movies. So I'll go ahead and list my honorable mentions that did not make it in my top ten. I had well, read off the uh, actual nominees. Okay, the actual some nominees. Some of them I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, so the actual nominees were Argo, Amor, Beast of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Mis, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. A very good year for movies, I think, which is why the winner is shocking to me. Cause you have like five movies. I would have been like, yeah, I could see that winning. Yeah. Who was the winner again? Well, we haven't gotten it. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and say it. Let's Chris, guess. Chris knows it. Uh, Let's do, guess. Do you want to guess JP? Um, Chris yeah, knows I'll try it. To get, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, cause I remember watching it. I don't remember. Is it life of pie or Ar- it's Argo. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Argo. it's Argo. It's Argo. And what's shocking is that it didn't get the best director nomination. And it was like they wanted to stick it to Ben Affleck or something. Yeah, but he still won. True. So I I think that is a staggeringly bad choice. Come So I knew this. It's I not as bad as Saving my, Private Ryan. I knew not this would be my role. Let's hear it. I'm going to defend Argo. As a movie? Because I think it's as a good a movie, movie or as best picture. As a movie. I think it's a good movie. People hate on it, though, and it is a legitimately good film. Well, that's what people say about like Shakespeare in Love, which I still haven't seen. I'd rather let Cristiano Ronaldo kick me in the shin as hard as is he can than one? watch that. No, that's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo Shakespeare in Love is, is with uh, Joseph Fine, I think, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Anyway, so let's go back to it real quick. My honorable mentions that did not make it into my personal Best Picture nominees are Argo, Chronicle, Flight, The Gray, and Prometheus. Oh, I never saw The Gray. You would really like that movie to the point where it would maybe make your... Is it just him in it? We talked about this, Chris. There's other guys in it. The Gray, I have never seen it. You've never seen it either? Very, very good movie. Okay. But um, maybe a quarantine movie. Night we pick. talked about this movie a while ago. I doubt you remember, but how um, what I read about it, I didn't I'm not Gabe. I didn't read the full synopsis of it, but I have problems. what I read about it was like that the PR 
kind of sucked a lot of people in with a specific action sequence. And the movie's a little different than what it appeared to be. Yeah. Right? You, I mean, okay. it, it I don't really it seem know like exactly. he was alone in a forest for the whole movie. Okay, so here's the thing. You're correct, but it's not in a bad way. Like, they, they presented it to know. as a very simple story, and there's actually more to it, and it's not just Liam Neeson. Now, Liam Neeson is great in it, and he's by far the best character to the point where even though there's definitely three or four like other like famous actors in it, I can't tell you who they were because all I'm focused on is Liam Neeson. Right. But it is a very good movie, and I definitely recommend that you watch it. Did not nominate it for Best Picture, though. was close. So let's go ahead. Uh, JP, let's hear your nominees. My nominees for Best Picture. How many did you put down? Two. Okay. Django Unchained and Lincoln. My two nominees. All right, Chris, what about you? I got The Dark Knight Rises, Arbitrage, The Master, End of Watch, Skyfall, Lincoln, Killing Them Softly, Zero Dark Thirty, The Impossible, and Django Unchained. Okay. So I went with Dark Knight Rises, Django Unchained, End of Watch, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Okay, Incredible. so so can we can we have that discussion? Because well, I finish my nominations and let's come back to it. Because I'll forget okay. where we were. Because that's bullshit. Because I would have put it on there if I if. Lame is Lincoln, the Master, Silver Linings Playbook, Skyfall, Zero Dark Thirty. Why do you say it's bullshit? Because it's a 2011 movie, but it was released in America in 2012. But it came out in like early 2011. It was released in America in 2012. I think that's... so. It would have qualified for the 2011. It's like Parasite. Parasite came out the, the year it actually comes out. It doesn't matter when it comes out in America, does it not? I don't know what the rules are, but that's how I termed it because this is me redoing the Oscars, baby. If you can put <laughs> well, Sally Field Jira, and I, Best Actress, I'm putting. Then I'm including Jira. Okay, so what are you taking out? Shit. Oh. I'll add Dark Knight Rises solely because I saw an IMAX at age 12. And it blew my mind. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is one of the most fascinating documentaries I've ever seen. Honestly, I'm taking Dark Knight Rises out. That's very fair. That's fair. Jiro Dreams of Sushi, baby. So the guy, I've mentioned this on a previous podcast for our three listeners out there. And the guy that made it, I think his name is like David Gelb or something. So he was young. He was younger than me, I believe, when he shot it. And he wanted to make, um, I think it's, he wanted to make the planet Earth, but with sushi. <laughs> and genius idea so he's filming all these sushi spots he goes to jiro's restaurant and he goes well this is it like he goes i'm not he uh never mind i'm just gonna make <laughs> the film on this guy yeah <laughs> and his son who is his the second sons. best sushi chef in the world but just works as an assistant here yeah <laughs> so and it's in it's a tiny restaurant in the terminal sure. of a subway station yeah. so he's like yeah this is a whole movie and then that guy went on to make um, two series for Netflix, Chef's Table, and then Street Food, which are both very good food documentaries. Gabe is a an almost expert at artisanal food TV. I would say not like you don't like the the Bravo style Food Network shows. No, I love Guy Fieri. No, and I'm saying like the you don't like Top Chef. Oh, that or shit like sucks. The game shows. Uh uh-uh. uh But you it's like so fake. you like literal like. I want real people, whether or not that's a three Michelin starred restaurant or if it's hillbilly hot dogs in West Virginia, <laughs> which is, a, I think, made out of an abandoned school bus. <laughs> it's like into the wild, but with hot dogs, <laughs> which RIP, maybe if he had had hot dogs, things might have turned out differently. Yeah, he could have survived. Okay, so y'all got any more takes on Best Picture before we start saying our, or maybe we want to talk any more about these movies before we I, say I wanted one? to say... So kind of a little bit about our conversation about Chris Nolan. A little tangent of that, a related topic I want to talk about is we will never get, I don't think this was our only chance to get a bond to actually win an Oscar. You are a competitive Oscar. Very now, now I hope maybe that changes this year. And what's also interesting is because this year is so effed up with the pandemic, maybe if Bond gets released, yeah. maybe this Better is the chances, year. Yeah, less competition. 
But I, in general, I agree with you. This is the closest a Bond will ever come to winning Best Picture. Which um, is a shame because, and I think it's related to the Chris Nolan thing. It's like people just view it as popcorn f- viewing and a franchise, so they mm-hmm. ignore it. Yeah, people will just see it at the surface level of it being a Bond. Oh, it's Bond. That's it's it. Bond. It's an action Hell flick. yeah. And I would say that's what you get when you let Sam Mendes direct a Bond, but he also made Spectre, which sucked, so... I like Spectre. <laughs> no comment. I'll start getting mad. All right. We ready to reveal? JP, what's your best picture? You ready? Yep. Life of Pi. Fascinating choice. I'm very choice. surprised by okay, that. I Fascinating saw, choice. I saw this when I was little. I was 11 or 12. And it struck me visually the same way that Avatar did. Wow. I saw it in theaters. And I saw Avatar in theaters in 3D. So life pine theaters, but just regular. It struck me the same way visually. I mean, I've watched it since. It's still incredible. But that when you're that young, watching Avatar's graphics or Life of Pi is like complete, regardless of any type of story. Seriously, it just blew me away. Like unbelievable um, visuals. What would you even call that? Is it like CGI or? Um, so I've still never seen Life of Pi, and the reason is I read the book about a year before it came out, and uh, the book is great. It's yeah. well worth reading. Um, very different, um, well written, creative story. The allegory is really interesting in it. The problem is, it's one of those things where if you know the entire story and how it ends, I was just like, oh well. I just I yeah. know what happened, so I never was interested in watching the movie, even though I know how well rewarded it was. Yeah, that's um. I mean, I had no idea going into it. I never even heard of it, heard of the book, anything. So that probably helped a lot. But I mean, yeah, Life of Pi. Have you seen it? No, I've never seen it. It's Sheesh. definitely on my list. I guess that's my first pick ever. That was like out of left field for you. <laughs> <laughs> So I ended up going with Silver Linings Playbook. I agonized over I'm this. I'm surprised at that, too. What? Is, okay, so I'll wait. I am, too, honestly. You can explain Silver Linings Playbook. So Silver Linings Playbook, to me, is the most rewatchable of all these movies. I've seen it four or five times, and that played into it. And the consistency with the entire cast, like even the bit characters, like the psychologist... Chris Tucker playing a legit oh, crazy yeah, person. Chris Tucker's cameo. And he's, he's not a cameo. He's in like five scenes. You know, he's the man. He's great. That was his comeback. And I, I just really, really enjoyed that movie. The ending's great. The Robert De Niro after acting like a complete psychopath the whole time and then giving some of the best advice I've ever heard a movie character give at the <laughs> end is, uh, I, I just love that movie. And it's one of those things where I decided this morning which one I was going to choose because I didn't know Skyfall, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Django, The Master. Those are all well-deserving. And I just went with the one that I feel like I could sit down having already seen it and keep watching it again and again and again. That's what I went with. Okay. Great. JP, have you seen Silver Lines Playbook? Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you all agree? Great date movie. Oh, very yeah, good, David. I'm not as big as a fan. Yeah, of I genuinely don't really like that movie. Just because it's not my type of thing. I like those Fair sorts enough. of movies. I just didn't like it. But I base. I hate everyone. I involved, feel like you. So. <laughs> I feel like you base um, a lot of your uh, rankings off of rewatchability. Yeah, I do. And I tend to somewhat. not to. I tend to not to at all. Really, like Life of Pi. You can watch it once and be good. But yeah, you've never seen uh, it again. That doesn't mean it's yeah. not well. I'll put no, it, I've seen it twice. I'll but, put it this way: I in my rankings of like the best movies, maybe, but I would still put There Will Be Blood as like one of like it, it's a deserving if it won Best Picture. Yeah, The Master. If you said that, I'd say yeah, that's deserving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not punishing. Maybe I am punishing it, but um, the number two movie I would have said was Skyfall. That was the closest one right here. Uh, so my winner for best picture was Django. Ah, interesting choice. That so here's how I picked it. I made I I think I pretty much settled on this list pretty easily, and then I just was I kind of sat there holistically and was like, 
stared at the list because I really wanted to, what you just said, I really wanted to put the master because it is, it is the master is the best picture of that year. But when most critics would, would almost all critics would say the master is the best movie. Many would say the, of the decade, but most critics look back on it and say that was the movie that should have won. I I think I, I agree with that, but even still, the mat like if i'm just sitting here and i am thinking about that year the best movie of that year undoubtedly in terms of entertaining well acted perfectly directed great script it's Django. hits all it hits all of them i agree with you there but i also think that that's a movie just a tarantino um, it's just right up our alley. So I feel like that's one that I could just, I could always say that's best picture for me, but I don't know. I just, I, I like to stray away from, uh, movies that I'm automatically just like, yeah, that's badass because just because of my biases, I just automatically like it. Um, now we might, that's why I chose life of pie. We might have a future Tarantino ranking rewatchables. So Chris, here's my question for you. Cause I almost guarantee I know the answer to the first one is Django. Your number one Tarantino. No. Yesterday. Is it in your top three? No. So, wow. but it's still, and that's best picture. It still you. wins yeah. best wow. picture. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I knew it wouldn't be your favorite, but I thought it might be, have snuck into your top three. Cause it's not in my top three either of tarantino see i haven't made my list i don't know if it would be or wouldn't be that was just i still have a couple uh, i would think so i have a couple that i still need to see actually i don't think i've seen jackie brown and i haven't seen hateful eight Hmm. all right so uh we've got about a minute left any final thoughts i thought that was pretty fun i i just wanted to do a little thought on just the oscars in general i think it's kind of stupid how they choose them and how much media and campaign like campaigning goes into it when in retrospect most of them we changed you know that's why we're redoing it yeah that's what i'm saying i think besides my chalky ass (laughs) all right well that was a good episode i like these short ones yeah all right so we'll 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 probably put out a couple more of these and y'all let us know if you liked it